In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hey, and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I am Aileen, and today I am joined by Someone some of you may know because you are a fan of Diet Starts Tomorrow. If you do not know, I co-host a podcast called Diet Starts Tomorrow, and I co-host it with my co-founder of Betches, Sammy Sage. So welcome, Sammy. Thank you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've been talking, aka we just came back from recording DST. But today, we are not talking about anything like food or diet or anything related. We are talking about Sammy's fertility planning and the process of her freezing her embryos and genetic testing and all of that and her decision to do that. Um, so welcome, Sammy. Thank I'm excited you. To I'm have very you. excited to be here talking to all the moms and mom curiouses. Mom's curious. Sorry. Um, is it weird? It is a little weird. Is it weird that I'm like interviewing you now? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, right. <laughs> it is. Honestly, we've never done it like this. So um, I'm excited. You You lead. I will follow. I will follow anywhere. So if you guys are a fan of DST or you aren't, so we did an episode on DST Back for Seconds, which is our subscription version of DST. It's We did an episode all about Sammy's decision to freeze her embryos and generally our thoughts on having children, like how did we know? When did we know? Well, in Sammy's case, you want to – so do you want to share um, – like sort of maybe like a brief context of why you decided to just go go this route and like some context definitely. about like where you are in your life. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, Abby and I got married. We were supposed to get married April 2020, but we didn't get married till August because um, of the pandemic. And I have like sort of in my life gone like back and forth with like my enthusiasm for having children and my fear around having children and like sometimes I feel like I wanted like a ton of kids and sometimes I'm like I really I don't want any could just be a dad I don't want any <laughs> like you know I just want to go you know I don't want any responsibility and I don't know I feel like a lot of confusion around it like I'm definitely not one of those women who's like I just feel like I'm meant to be a mom. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like, oh my gosh, like my calling in life is motherhood. I, You know what I mean? I just, although I do, although I can see myself with a child or maybe two children, <laughs> you don't know. But um, I don't feel like I'm someone who's like, I would want to be like a stay-at-home mom or like do, like, I wouldn't want that to be my whole, everything I was up to. Right. Um, that I know for sure. 
but I don't know. I have a lot of fear around having kids, being pregnant, parenting, like, you know, like a little bit of fear, a lot of fear around like changing my lifestyle. And like, I will say that what sort of drove like this actual decision to happen was, um, you know, being married now for like a year and sort of thinking like, oh, I was going to maybe start trying in like a few months from now or a year from now. And then being 32 and feeling like, okay, well, I do have somewhat, you know, I do want to get, you know, try to start this process before 35. And I don't know, like, so we earlier this year, we had sort of started saying like, oh, maybe let's like try in a year. And then I found my and we said like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And then I found myself literally like counting down till I felt like I was going to like lose my freedom. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about everything in terms of like, I better get everything I want to do in before I like have, like I try to start like having a baby kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was like a really unpleasant feeling. And I started to sort of like dread it and feeling like I was on this like clock and the talk, the tip, the clock is ticking and like, you only have so much time. And, and and I just sort of felt like the rest of my life was like planned out in a way that like I didn't, that I didn't feel ready for. Mm-hmm. So honestly, like Avi and I were out to dinner with one of our friends and we started, my friend Marcy, and she, we were just started talking about it. And like, I feel like in the past I had said like, I don't want to freeze my eggs. Like I just want to do it naturally and just like get it done, whatever. And that's why I was like, we'll do the trying thing, you know, in a year or whatever. And then we were having this conversation and we were talking about like egg freezing, whatever. And then Avi and I were just like, we should just do this. Like, and then it became like just so obvious to us that this is what we should do. Right. We egg freezing or embryo freezing? Well, we were talking about egg freezing, but then I'll talk about the difference between egg and embryo and like why we decided to go the embryo route okay. in a second. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, let's, let's do this. And let's start to look into it. So we, you know, had a consult, but even after we had sort of thought about like, oh, we're going to do this, I felt so much better. And I was like, oh, like I don't, you know, I can take my time. And I think what ultimately like changed, like let me be open to this is that I knew a number of people who had just gone through it. And like, yes, it seems like a big burden, but they also seemed able to handle it. And I do think that like I can handle it too. Okay. Which I was worried that I couldn't. But yeah. How long did you go about like understanding or like learning about your – like from your decision to then like learning about all like fertility options before deciding to do it? I There wasn't like a set period because like honestly I feel like I've been picking up info about fertility options for like the past two years now. Mm-hmm. And I had like – known again from having like friends who did it like I had some background information and then this was around like April and that's when I think we I guess it was like April yeah that's when we started to like talk to fertility doctors okay. or whatever and 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 like actually start like looking into it so what have you done so what are what what steps in the process have you done and then I have a bunch of questions from listeners and just general okay. <laughs> Question. So, so we had like that consultation. Then Avi and I each went in for like con- for um like checkups, essentially, where his involves like giving a sperm sample, 
and um, blood t- a blood test and mine involved a blood test, an ultrasound and a urine sample. Mm-hmm. And basically they test the I opted to do the we opted to do the genetic testing, which tests for like 200 something conditions to see if like you and your husband are a match on any of those recessive conditions and if it would therefore like potentially put a child at risk of having them. So we do that. Then the ultrasound, which I was incredibly nervous for because I'd never had one before. And I hate the gyno. And so so she showed... Oh, boy. you If you hate the gyno, you really would not want to get checked pregnant. to see... No, no, no. Checked to see if you are dilated. <laughs> I'm just saying... Oh, they like... You don't, yeah, I'm sure. won't enjoy that process. I'm sure. At I'm all. sure I fucking won't. I really hate the gyno. Put my feet in a stirrup and just like kill me. Like I hate that. <laughs> like, like okay. Like I really hate having my feet in stirrups. But okay, the ultrasound was not bad. She showed me my 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 uterus on the screen and my eggs in my ovaries. Um, we had a bunch, so we had a good amount, a safe amount. What amount is that? She, I had what like I think is like safe amount. You don't have to share how much. How many she said she likes to see six in each ovary. And again, at from least that, six. It's not six total. It's six that's dropped. Six. Yeah. Six that are visible. She also explains the whole, you know, I my whole life thought like you lose literally one egg every month. You actually lose a bunch of eggs every month. And only one egg is the can- potential candidate to be the baby. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like a pageant for all the eggs that will get to be the one. And then the rest that don't make it to be the potential baby egg die but then also if you don't have the baby the baby egg dies too so Mm -hmm. you know um that she really explained reproduction in a way the doctor the fertility doctor yeah really explained it in a way that um made it all very clear to me so okay the ultrasound and then so they test the genetics they test just like she tests to see any abnormalities on the screen and then they also tested my amh level which was thankfully good What's AMH? What hormone? AMH is like your fertility hormone, I believe. Like it basically indicates your fertility and you want something, she said, between a 1 and 1.5. Mine was like 3 point something. So I felt good. Like we can do it. Mm -hmm. Avi was also um, not shooting blanks, I guess. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, and yeah, and then we just got our genetic results back last week that was an interesting call because you have to do it over the phone like they don't really like let you see your results unless you like do this call yeah so she she calls me and like she she was like she sounded like she was like breaking like scary news okay and and i was like she's like well the good news is you guys aren't matches for anything so i was like okay great so we're good like like, so she's like, she's like, but for you, and I was like, wait, you don't have to go any further. My mom's brother died of dysautonomia, which is a Jewish genetic disease. So you're about to tell me I'm a carrier carrier of that. And she's like, yeah, you're just a carrier for that. And that's it. And oh, I was like, that's it. Oh, I was like, great. Like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, the thing I thought I probably had, yeah. I have. Okay. And I don't have anything else, so thank God. And yeah, and then I um, and then Avi like has something too, but it's not a match for me. So and it's not like even like that big of a thing. I don't okay. Know. 
So that was okay. So now I guess the the good thing is that like there's not really such a concern that like there would be a genetic issue or like not very high risk. Right, before the baby's made. Yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Question about like cost. Was that like, were you shocked about learning how much that cost, how much it cost? Is egg freezing more expensive than embryo? I believe they're the same. I do think they're quite on par with each other. I thought that it was going to be much less money than it was. Because I had heard that it's like 10K. This fertility clinic, which is RMA in New York City, is charging me $25,000. And that includes like everything, including the transfer back. Like it's like the freezing. The freezing. The, it's, it's it includes like the, the storage. The, and the storage, yeah. Okay. And the medications. And then it includes like the implantation. So let's assume we just do decide to use these embryos. It will, um, they're going to use... Like they are, that's already paid for basically. That's IVF. Yes. For IVF. Yeah. So like basically IVF is like the whole process, like the growing your ovaries to release the eggs, the egg retrieval, the, and then making a, a, an embryo outside the body and then implanting it. So that's the full IVF process. And then you take medications again and whatever. But egg freezing is just the, the, pumping with you with the hormones so you can retrieve the egg egg and then freezing and then the freezing you don't have to use those eggs like you could find that you get pregnant naturally like we could get pregnant naturally but um another reason that i felt good about this is that like it does i think reduce like the chance of having like a miscarriage because for example like one of the reasons that women miscarry a lot is because the like Apparently, like, getting, like, a, an, an embryo with the right amount of chromosomes is, like, really mar- miraculous. Yeah. So one of the reasons that people miscar- miscarry is because there's not enough, like, cro- there's not the right amount of chromosomes. So I guess with, like, IVF, you would be like, okay, you're only going to implant one that you know is, like, viable in that way. Yeah. Not to say you can't have any other problems. You totally can. But there, that does, I think, take that risk away. Genetic mutations, yeah. Yeah. So that also gave me, like, some comfort. Like, there will be, like, some control if we do decide to ultimately do, like, the full cycle. Mm -hmm. Which I kind of feel like we might because I have a feeling I'm going to, like, 
probably maybe not want to get pregnant till after 35, I'm guessing. And you paid for it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Do they say anything about the longer that it's frozen, the, the chances of it being less viable go up or the implantation of it working less successfully? She didn't say anything about that, but that could also be because like I'm not at the age where that is maybe as much of a risk. But one thing that they did say, and this is why we ultimately went the embryo freezing route rather than the egg freezing route, is that embryos, I think, are more stable. They they store more stably. So I think the chances of an issue is much smaller. Right. The thing is that there's like, Nothing is guaranteed at any step of any of this. Like, totally. that's what's like why it is so miraculous. And like, I I know I'm sure I'm on a mom's podcast. Like, it's really miraculous that like a baby is born and healthy. Like, right. And you are healthy. Like, I know. That's why there's so much anxiety in pregnancy. And yeah, that like everyone is just like, enjoy your pregnancy. Like, it is very difficult to enjoy it when you're just scared something could go wrong because you know how precious it is. Especially like hearing so many stories of people who have miscarriages or have something that happens like like a freak thing, tragic thing that happens later on. And when I, in reality, that isn't so freak because it, it's a, lot normal. Of, it's, a lot of it is is more common than we than we talk about. Oh, for sure. I mean, another factor that went into my decision to like wait is that like I don't really feel prepared to like be like emotionally worried about like I don't have a I don't I don't feel prepared to go through the waves of emotions that are are so like that come with that. Like I don't have it right now in me to like worry so much about something so important. Like, like I, I just can't find my, like, especially now understanding like every step of the way is so crazy that it works. Like that. I'm just like, I can't, I I don't have it. Like I don't have the capacity for it at the moment. And I, I want to wait till I do. I think that's great though, that like you have the um, self-awareness to say, I'm not ready because there's plenty of people who, ha- like even from hearing stories from my, my own mom about people who come in who aren't ready clearly and are having babies just because. But do they want, do they want to? Like, they just, what, just, did they, they try? Just yeah, I'm just going to get pregnant. Why not? And it happens and they get pregnant. But really, she's like, they're not mature. Like, what, what, what the, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to give this child like the best life. You know, like they're too involved with themselves, you know, like there's a lot of selflessness that goes into having to have a baby, even though it is technically selfish because you're replicating yourself. (laughs) But, um, you know, it, it, you no longer, you're, you're no longer responsible for only yourself. And I'm not like ready to go through like matrescence, you know what I mean? Like that like change like I'm not ready for that I'm yeah like I I am a little too self-involved like I do like my freedom over my time and like I'm not ready to give it up and like again when you add that plus like 
not feeling like my calling is to be a mom. And like, I don't feel like I really enjoy like baby, like baby babies that much, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, they're, not, you know, they're only like, babies like, for a short period of time. No, I know. But, but all these things are not, if I had this baby and then my baby could hear me saying these things right now and then knows that it was conceived in six months, I would not be thrilled to be that baby. <laughs> So I'd be playing this for a therapist in 20 years. (laughs) So so I want to have a baby when I feel like we, Avi too, also is like living his own little surfer triathlon life. Like, you know, he wants to do his shit too and he wants to make more money before. And like, you know, like there's so many things that I think like, yeah, I, I feel like we owe it to... And we're lucky that we can, like, freeze these embryos. Like, really, like, I feel like we owe it to our future child that to, to not just, like, rush into it because, like, we know a lot of people who are. Right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so I have some questions from the audience that go off of it. A lot of them, some of them you answered already. Really quick one, since we were just talking about money. Did you inquire about insurance? Like, does that cover anything? Barely. They cover, like, some of the medications. But honestly, I've heard of a lot of employers covering this for people. Like, if you work for a bigger company, like, a really big company, like, they'll, like, a lot of them will pay for it. So, okay, yeah, like, I I don't know, maybe, I don't know what, like, insurance, like, other people have, but it really barely covered any. I also don't need to do this. So, right. You know, that's another piece. Yeah. When you freeze embryos, can you tell the sex? You can. Um, I don't – I haven't really inquired about that because it's not really relevant yet because they don't exist yet. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Oh, you, I, you, you, oh, you didn't do the retrieval yet. When, we didn't even do the – yeah, we, I didn't do the hormones when yet. When are you doing that? We're going to do it in like September, October. You, so you have to time that with your cycle. So th- that's why I can't get an exact date yet. Because it has to, like, you have to start doing the injections, I believe, like, I don't remember exactly. But it's timed with your cycle in some way. So you're finally going to check yourself. Are you finally going to start monitoring your cycle? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm going to – basically, we couldn't do it this summer because, like, I was going away twice. And, like, you need two weeks, basically. But you might need more depending on the, the birth control thing. Or this, some people, you sometimes you might, your doctor might say you should go off birth control for a month or you should go off for longer. Like I had a friend who said, who was told to go off for like a year, like oh. because they had been on birth control for a really long time. So it really is so individual. But if you're asking how long like the process itself takes, like if I wanted, we could have started the process right after the ultra, the consultations, like. It's just, when does it work for you? Right. Like, you need a two-week period where, like, you aren't doing anything that important. Okay. Question. Do you definitely want kids or do you just want the option? Like, I 95% want kids and 5% the option. (laughs) 
did you have to stop drinking while, I guess, in the future when you have to freeze the embryos? I don't remember. I am not sure. We have friends who did it. I don't remember if they had to stop drinking. Okay. I would Google that. <laughs> Ask your doctor. How will you know? So if you know now is not the time, how will you know when it is time? I just, I'll know. Like, I, I do feel like because I'm so impulsive and you know this about me. Yes. Because I've been like <laughs> trying to stop being so impulsive for about six years now, let's say. I can feel when I'm being impulsive. Sometimes that doesn't, sometimes like that doesn't stop me, but usually that's with like smaller things. Mm-hmm. But, but like with real things, like I know. Okay. Like I know when I'm being impulsive and like, I just think we'll know, like, I think we're going to like, because, because it's not like a year or two. It's like, we'll see where we, where we're living. We'll see like, you know, what, like, our job, like, what are our jobs each like? Like, what, you know, what is our time like, you know? Yeah. And, Your yeah, I think, yeah. I think we'll just have to see, like, yeah. Okay, another question. What of the whole process, which part of the whole process are you most scared of? Like, besides the actual, like, having the kid eventually. The birth. Like, <laughs> no, forget the birth. <laughs> okay. Of the process of, like, you know, from start from decision to implantation or attempting to implant like which part just something going wrong or like them finding a problem like that anytime I hear like everything is okay I'm just like so fucking grateful like I can't even describe like there's like the only thing that excites me as much as like getting a gift is getting like a normal test result (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even if I didn't think there was anything wrong, uh-huh. just knowing, you know? Yeah. So just the, the waiting for the results. Yes. And and just a, a concern about, like, what could go wrong. But, like, honestly, like, the, the, the shots are a little scary, what my moods might be like. Mm. But, again, not going to yeah. do anything important in those two weeks. <laughs> are you saying that the mood swings only happen during the two weeks that you're doing the drugs, the shots? I, Well, it's hormones, so it's like, who knows what the fuck it's going to do. Right. I'm a little nervous about that. Not necessarily about giving myself the shots, but about the effects of the shots. Was your family supportive? And I guess Avi's family. Yeah, um, they were. Both? Everyone was very, both supportive. Interesting. Yeah. Both supportive. I think both. Because, like, they just want us – they'd rather, like, us have kids whenever than, like, us be like, no kids. <laughs> okay. So they're just happy that you were creating a plan. Yeah. Family I think planning. they were happy – yes. I think they were happy to see family planning, period. You know? Okay. One last question. And I didn't write this question. This is a listener question. Yeah. But, I mean, it's something to think about. Do you have any worries about becoming a mom, like choosing to become a mom at an, a later, an older quote-unquote age? I mean, like, a little. But then I'm like, that's, I'm like, does that really matter? Like, w- maybe, here's kind of how I think about it. 
if I became a mom at a younger age, I'd be a shit ass mom. So I'd probably fuck up the kid <laughs> real bad. Like imagine me being a mom at 27. <laughs> I don't want it. Me, Sammy, right? Like, okay. So really bad idea. 27, super fertile, horrible idea from an emotional standpoint. Right. I think that who I will be probably, hopefully, at, or even like I see, you know, I've seen pro- enough progress in myself to understand that like, while I may never be perfect, you know, yeah. like, like I feel like I will be at a certain point at a certain, by a certain time. And I think that what I will make up for in like emotional capacity to be a parent will, will be better than the, the, than like the years that it adds. Cause again, I'm not trying to have a kid at 45. Like I'm trying to do this like maybe 37, 38. So like it is a little older, but. But so many women do it. But I'd rather be like a better version of myself when I do it. Hopefully. Yeah. Than be, than like just have it younger because. I don't know. We'll like, we'll, we'll really see. see. But I, you know, one thing I do worry about, I worry more about like my mom not getting as many years. Like I wish that I had more years of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Not that it's because she had kids too late. It's just like she died. She had Alzheimer's. You know, it's like that sort of thing that I worry about. But then again, I'm like, you know what? Like life is life and like it's going to be what it's going to be. And like you just have to do what's best at, the, at whatever point you're at. Right. Especially with this kind of thing because – you have to also think of the baby that you are planning to make. It's not just like you, your mom, yeah. your man, you like the relationship with the baby and the, and the grandparents. It's it's really about the kid's life. And like what? Right. And that's sort of a, a sign that you're thinking in the right direction. Right. I really just don't want to fuck up this kid. Selfishly. I mean, selfishly. I mean, no it what, will be more of an... The kid's going to think that we fucked them up. But... <laughs> no, to- totally. But like there's levels... You know, Not there's definitely <laughs> levels. There's definitely levels. And I I really just know that selfishly it will create more problems for me down the line if I fuck the kid up. So better to just not. <laughs> better not. Well, for my own sake. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sammy, for sharing your entire experience. And I'm excited to hear how it goes in September. But I think that, um, for a while we wanted to definitely have somebody on and it like, it's very convenient that it's you to talk about like your choice, either a woman's choice to not have kids. And I think it's also unique that it's not like you're, you're not a single woman, like you're married and you're choosing not to not have kids, but you're choosing to like do it later. And it is amazing that you're, that you have the means to do it, but also that that it's just like a, a decision that you made for the for for your your family and for your future kid to have the best life for it. <laughs> Th- thank you. I do feel like it was a decision that like you know how sometimes people like when all their friends are doing something like they're all just like suddenly really into doing it like how friends get engaged at the same time like I feel like I really could have I really could have fallen into the friend mob activity super easily, but like it really just felt wrong. So I tried not to, but there was something else you said um, about, oh, being, being single, not being single. I do want to know just in case like the listeners don't listen to DST or anything. Like my husband is four and a half years younger than I am. So this is like 
I'm also taking into account like his age. Oh, like wait, how how old are you? Thirty two. How old is he? <laughs> he is twenty seven, but his birthday's in October, so he's like twenty six, turning twenty eight. Yeah. So he okay. is like he not. Say? So he's not ready, but he's ready. He's like because he comes from that he's background. Re- like he's not like not ready, but like I think he could be more ready. I think he could prefer to have them late. He prefers to have them later. So it really worked out with you two. <laughs> I know. I know. The ages aligned. Like, like, yeah. Maturities aligned. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> oh, it's really funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really happy that like you came on and you shared this perspective because a lot of people like are on the same boat. They're like, ah, just because it's my clock is ticking doesn't mean I need to have kids right now. So like, what are my options? Um, I'm sure a lot are in the same boat that maybe they don't even want to acknowledge their feelings also because of the friend mob activity. Friend mob activity being judged for saying you don't. Okay. Okay. You're saying you do want kids, but there's so many women who don't want kids and that should be okay because that's what's best for the fucking kid. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Better to have a kid, not have a kid that's not wanted than to have a kid that's not wanted. Absolutely. What's the need? Also, like there is nothing wrong with not having kids. I know a lot of people have like questions about whether having a kid is even like ethical because of climate change and all this shit. Like if you don't want kids and you're not gonna be a good parent, just like don't fucking have them. Save your money. You're going to be a double income. You're going to be a fucking dink. Double income, no kids. There is no one a wealth manager wants to work with more than a dink. So like just just like enjoy your life with no kids. What, you I'm need telling, to give me the context of the dink okay, and the wealth manager. Like, okay. Like, okay. Uh, the best person for like a wealth manager to work with is a dink. Okay. A double, a, a couple who has plan, no plans to have kids because you're, all you're doing is you're putting in money right. and you're basically you're like depleting it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're also living at like the utmost efficient point because you're having two incomes to go into one household without having anything to go out yeah. other than like the person. So wealth managers love dinks. Right. Because, because the kids aren't making any money. Yeah. But that's why wealth managers love dinks. That's so funny. All right. Be a dink. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, this is a mom's podcast. I don't think we have many no, but dinks there's plenty here. Of, there's plenty of moms listening who are not moms, mom curious women or just women right. in general Maybe. who are still debating. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again, Sammy. For everybody who wants to hear more from Sammy, definitely go listen to our podcast, Diet Starts Tomorrow. And you can hear Sammy. You're on a bunch of different shows. You want to share which ones? Where should we begin? <laughs> I'm on DST. Okay, I'm on DST with Aileen, obviously. I am on App Betches with Aileen and Jordana, obviously, <laughs> our co-founder show. And then I am on the Betches Up podcast, like one of many hosts. But my little baby that I do every single day is the morning announcements, where basically five minutes or less, I break down the headlines, like all the headlines you need to know about what's going on in the news. Um, I explain them all in like, a few sentences, give a few comments, and you're well on your way to knowing everything that's going on. So that's called the morning announcements, and you can find it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and again, it's five minutes a day. So, so for all the moms listening who have very few minutes to spare, this is the perfect way to consume your news. It actually is the perfect way to consume your news because you have yeah. five minutes. You just plug in your headphones before like you're making breakfast and you get the news right. in five minutes and it's in your head. You don't have to watch anything. It's just in your ears <laughs> and that's it. 
Yeah, and then you like know exactly what's going on and you didn't even have to like really put in any effort. Exactly. Um, Well, that is it for this episode of Betcha's Mom's Podcast. Do not, please do not forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple and Spotify and follow Betcha's Moms on Instagram. You can follow the both of us. You can follow me at Aileen. Sammy is at Sammy. And remember, there are no rules in this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? (laughs) Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.